When you stop and think about all that's going on here in the good old USA today, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is The Truth Hurts Program. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back. It is the afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program for your Monday, August 25th, 2020. Even though the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, better known as COVID-19, has been scientifically and medically proven to be far less deadly than the yearly flu, Democrats feel the need to continue the scare tactics that are keeping our nation's economy in the toilet. It will probably be this way until the November presidential election. I warned you about this early on in the series. Whether it continues beyond the election or not will depend greatly on the outcome of the November presidential election. If Donald Trump hangs on to the White House, you will likely see the shutdowns continue and continue and continue. But if gropey Joe Biden wins, you will suddenly see a discovery of a cure and they will try to give the new groper-in-chief credit for healing the nation. Louisiana Democrat Governor John Bell Edwards announced today that he will extend the order keeping the state in what he calls Phase 2 for just a little bit longer. He cited four factors which will keep certain businesses and social gatherings shuttered to 50% capacity or less, and the six feet of social distancing and the continuation of mask mandates on a statewide basis. His decision to extend was based on having A, K through 12 and college campuses reopening, B, the potential for needing mass transit to evacuate residents from these two non-event storms in the Gulf of Mexico, and also the temporary closure of testing sites due to the non-event storms in the Gulf. And finally, he has seen a small spike in cases over the past seven days. It's all a bit, it's all a play, it's all an act to keep you home and making you think you should have to vote by mail. Well, I've got news for you. If you can go to Walmart, you can go to the voting booth. If you can go to Home Depot, you can go to the voting booth. If you can go outside and pick up your mail, you can go to the voting booth. Remember the St. Louis, Missouri couple who stood on their own private property in their gated private community and held guns in order to protect themselves and their property from violent protesters? Yes, the McCloskeys. Remember they were arrested and charged with brandishing weapons in public on their own property as thugs trespassed and damaged their property? Remember them? Well, also, I want you to remember yesterday when I told you about the recent rash of riots and arson and violent protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. One rioter in Kenosha brandished a handgun and pointed it directly into the face and the camera lens 
of Blaze Media reporter Elijah Schaefer on Monday night. The idiot rioter looked right into the camera and said, this is what will happen to cops if they roll up on the riots right now. No arrest was made. The guy's face was clear as day. I'm sure people know who this thug was. And of course, an excuse was made for the protesters by the Democrat leadership of that city and that state. So far, two car dealerships have been torched, causing millions of dollars in damage in addition to small businesses, some owned by minorities. Multiple random vehicles were torched around the city as well. There was also a city-owned garbage truck, a dump truck, a furniture store, and several other buildings damaged by so-called peaceful protesters. The National Guard was deployed and minorities in the city are calling for the defunding of the police. Yes, boys and girls, the stupidity continues. To those who question why I will be voting for Donald Trump as opposed to gropey Joe Biden in November, I can only say the following. I'm not only voting for a proven leader who actually did good things for America in three and a half years, I'm voting against a man who has been in politics for over 47 years and has accomplished absolutely nothing worthwhile. I'm voting for the future of America, the great nation. I'm voting against a radical shift to the left, to socialism, to Marxism, to communism. I'm voting against this radical shift to the left, which will utterly and literally destroy America as we know it. I'm voting for the Second Amendment and its continuation. I'm voting against some stranger taking away my right to keep and bear arms. I'm voting for the next conservative Supreme Court justice and against those who seek to legislate liberal values from the bench. I'm voting for the Electoral College and its continuation. I'm voting against the illegal immigrant invasion with an automatic D attached to their voter registration cards. I'm voting for police protection. I'm voting against defunding of police. I'm voting for the military and for veterans who fought and died for this great nation. I'm voting against the degradation of our military. I'm voting for the American flag and the respect owed to our nation. I'm voting against denigration of the flag. I'm voting for saying, under God, when I say the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm voting against removing, under God, from the Pledge of Allegiance and from our money. I am voting for my First Amendment right to speak my opinion, and I'm voting against the double standards that allow a 13% minority to be able to say the N-word, for example, with impunity, but the same system punishes anyone else who dares utter the same word. I'm voting for the English language. I'm voting for the nuclear two-parent mother and father family with children learning family values. I'm voting for the history of our nation to be maintained so that we do not become doomed to repeat the failures when we eliminate history. I'm voting for the family and against the concept of a village to raise a child. I'm voting for secure borders and strong immigration laws that allow the best and brightest 
to legally enter our nation in a controlled manner, allowing those to come here the ability to contribute to and assimilate into the American experience. I'm voting against the notion that people should be able to just flock here illegally. I'm voting for two genders, not 39. I'm voting for the unborn infant children who will be killed 18 years before they would have the right to vote. I'm voting for people taking responsibility for their actions, not making excuses for their actions because the color of their skin gives them some sort of pass. I'm voting against reparations, especially the concept of reparations going to people who were never slaves, being paid by people who never owned slaves. I'm voting for voting at the polling places and against voting by mail. I'm voting for good against evil. I'm voting for not only Donald J. Trump, but I am voting for America and its very future. I am voting for a return to American values. I'm voting against socialism, communism, Marxism, forced false racism, false guilt, and the thought that somehow every white person is guilty, racist, and bigoted, and everyone else is a victim. And that, my friends, is why I'm voting for Donald Trump in November. We'll be right back. Steve Z is a fine American citizen with the highest praises from his listeners and his peers. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I've been asked, why am I voting against gropey Joe Biden? Well, it's pretty simple. I think that a person in charge of this nation should have the nation's best interest at heart. Joe Biden is more concerned with Joe Biden, China, and pleasing other foreign nations than he is with America. He's part of this one world order crowd that seeks to bankrupt this nation, both morally and economically. I believe that the president should be a unifier, not a divider. Biden is subscribing to the theory that America is only black versus white, and that white is always bad and black is always good and misunderstood. I believe that a president should have the interest of every American at the forefront of his agenda. That means the president would encourage full employment by every single able-bodied American, which would allow every American to contribute to the nation and not hold out their hands and beg for charity. Sure, some people, the truly disabled, the truly elderly, have a justification for a helping hand now and then. But Joe Biden has fallen for the lie that the working class should pay higher and higher and higher taxes to support people who refuse to work, refuse to contribute, refuse to be part of America, and feel somehow entitled to something for nothing. I think the person tasked with presiding over the nation should have the mental faculties that are not diminished. Joe Biden does not fit that criteria. He is senile, if not an outright, full-on dementia, Alzheimer's patient. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with someone having a mental disability, but that person is not the right person to be running the nation. I think the person running America should have a track record of actual achievement of accomplishments, of doing some actual good. Joe Biden has none of these. 
Joe Biden has spent 47 years taking, taking, and taking a paycheck from the American people and has not one single positive accomplishment to show for it, not one. Remember, Joe Biden voted against the Civil Rights Act, and now he claims to be for the black people. I think the person in charge of America's military should not be directly tied to decades of corruption and backroom deals with arms manufacturers. He should not have a past of extortion against foreign leaders because those leaders wouldn't fire a prosecutor looking into the illegal dealings of that person's own son. Remember, Joe Biden said on camera in a room full of people that he threatened to withhold $1 billion from the Ukraine if Ukraine's president did not fire the prosecutor looking into the illegal dealings of Joe Biden's own son, Hunter. And to quote Joe Biden, I told him, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not going to get the billion. They said, you can't do that. You don't have the authority. We'll call the president. I said, here's the phone. Here's the number. Call him. And son of a bitch, they fired him. That, my friends, is a direct admission of extortion of a foreign leader while Joseph R. Biden was the vice president of the United States of America. I think anyone running for president who uses sexist or racist agendas to choose their vice presidential running mate based solely on having a vagina and dark skin instead of any actual qualifications is not fit to hold the office of president. Face it. Joe Biden was extorted by the black and the feminist community to choose a black woman as his running mate, or otherwise he would have faced backlash from both of those communities. I guess the extorter has been extorted. I think the president should not employ radical far-left influencers who will decimate the oil and gas industry, cripple farms and transportation sectors, and openly destroy the American way of life. Joe Biden will have Bernie Sanders Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Nasty Nancy Pelosi, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Chuckles Schumer, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Rashida Tlaib, Harry Reid, and the Obamas, as well as George Soros and other radical leftists, right there influencing every decision he makes to remake America into a socialist, Marxist, communist, declining nation. I think the president should not apologize for America. Joe Biden and his mentor, Barack Hussein Obama, spent eight years doing that very thing, bowing before mullahs and apologizing for America being the successful nation that it has been. I think a president should encourage manufacturing's return to America, not send manufacturing to China and to Mexico and other countries. Biden and his mentor, Barack Hussein Obama, sent more jobs and more manufacturing overseas and south of the border than you can count. And remember, when we needed hand sanitizer and masks and other items to fight the coronavirus, we had to rely on China for pharmaceuticals, for cleaning supplies. Is this really what you want running the nation? That is why I'm not voting for Joseph R. Biden. Listening to the Truth Hurts program is the highlight of my day. Okay, it really is not, but that's what Steve Z told me to say.
I am not oppressed because I am a computer. I had the absolute pleasure of watching the Herschel Walker and Senator Tim Scott speeches from the Republican National Convention. And I cannot for the life of me understand how any person of color cannot see the obvious benefits of re-electing Donald Trump to the office of president. It should be a hands down, no contest, slam dunk for Trump in every corner of the minority community. I cannot fathom for the life of me how anyone in the minority community can ignore the fact that under Donald Trump's presidency, there were massive improvements in minority unemployment numbers, massive minority employment participation, massive job growth, and a major increase in minority-owned and women-owned businesses, both creation and expansion, as well as major improvements in the quality of life for all Americans, including every corner of the minority sector. I also fail to see how any minority could be this blind to the fact that all this manufactured strife and phony racism will continue to be done as an orchestrated scheme by Democrats and the left in a continuing effort to keep the minority communities under the thumbs of the Democrat plantation slave owners. It should be obvious to the most casual observer but for some reason, many minorities still walk in the chains of the Democrat Party, whistling on the walk, carrying the water for the very political party that has lied to them, cheated them, and kept them down, kept them enslaved for the past 60 plus years. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, folks, but it is the truth. And sometimes, as we say here, the truth hurts. This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, while we still have one. Background music brought to you by Jason Shaw and Audionautics, produced at Studio 63 in the Bayou in association with Steve Knight Productions. We'll see you next time on The Truth Hurts. Putting things into perspective and doing it with style. This is The Truth Hurts program. Here's your host, Steve Z. If you're like many Americans and you commute to work in a city every day, and you fear having your vehicle damaged by anarchists, rioters, and, ahem, peaceful protesters, answer this question. Does your vehicle have what it takes to take a beating from angry mobs? If you can't say yes to that question, join the thousands of Americans who have Auto Defense Systems Anti-Riot Protection Gear installed on their vehicles. From four-wheel drive mega cab pickups to minivans, from SUVs to smart cars, Auto Defense Systems has a vehicle protection package for you. From bulletproof glass to armor plating, from roll cages to active anti-personnel weaponry, Auto Defense Systems can make your vehicle riot ready. We've protected former presidents. We've shielded corporate executives, celebrities, and political figures with our world-class AAA-rated vehicle protection systems for well over 30 years. 
And isn't your vehicle worth it? Protection systems start at only $3,000. Choose from simple defensive systems all the way to full assault weaponry and everything in between. We can install smoke blasters, high volume sirens, water cannons, electromagnetic pulse devices to disable communications, and rapid fire projectile devices ranging from rubber bullets to 50 caliber live rounds. Our packages can be customized to fit your needs, your wants, and your desires. Call us today for a free quote. Auto Defense Systems. Call 1-800-MACHETE for information or on the web at kickasscardefense.com. Auto Defense. Because you know, sooner or later, you are going to eat it. Hey Earl, it's me, J-Bob. What are you and Manny doing this coming weekend? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, instead of staying to the house, why don't you come on down to Austin and watch the protest with me? It'll be fun, and it sure beats sitting over to your house watching Bubba make three hours of left-hand turns or losing another NASCAR race. Besides, they say the Blue Lives Matter car is racist, so they ain't a-letting it a run this weekend. I ain't watching no more NASCAR myself. Come on, Earl. Come on down to protest with me. I hear the snowflakes are whining about the cops, and the cops are going to use the real tear gas and rubber bullets and everything. I hear they got one in their water cannons, too. It's going to be so much fun watching those rioters are running away with their tails tucked between their legs. Hey, I'll bring the beer, the lawn chairs, and we can watch from the bed of my pickup. You know, the big black four-wheel driving with the blue line down the side. The one with the rolling coal smoker exhaust system, Charlie Daniels music a blaring, and my new train horn a blasting. Yeah, the one with the stars and bars flag in the bed. Like I said, Earl, it sure beats sitting to the house watching Chris Cuomo a lying to that television set again. All right, I'll see you there. The Austin, Texas Department of Tourism invites you downtown this weekend. It's going to be a riot. Whether I'm out in the boat or on the track bike or the street cruiser motorcycle, camping in the RV or out at the shooting range, the golf course, here in the studio or just riding around in my pickup truck, you can count on one thing. I'm armed and I'm ready. Carrying concealed means I have the peace of mind knowing that I'm protected wherever I go and wherever I stay. Carrying concealed means I don't have to show off what I'm packing. But my family, my friends, and I all feel more at ease knowing that if the need arises, I am prepared. It's legal, and it's easy to apply for your concealed carry permit. Simply go online and search for your state's concealed carry requirements. Take the class, take the training, get the permit. You'll be glad you did. Concealed carry, it's the best way for you to enjoy all the benefits of the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is responsible for this public service message about your rights under the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hopefully, we have provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, but that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. That's how it works. When all is said and done, usually more is said than is ever done. So if you are actually going to go out and do something today, please make it a worthwhile endeavor. Until next time, this is The Truth Hurts Program.